Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale, ericsfamilybbq.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to Eric's Family BBQ. BQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. What? What would Brady do? Hmm? Lesson to all future radio people. Don't hit two buttons at once. Two buttons at once is usually bad. It's time now for Brady to solve all of your problems. He's got another text from a guy who's uh, someone I know. This is his daughter. has a friend who had an Instagram. They had to move her out of school. Ooh. Because she was uh, kind of a recluse. Kind of one of those shy girls, you know? Yeah. Started getting all this uh, attention on her Instagram page that she was like, oh, nobody does this to me in a normal day. And, uh... Started to run around with some guy in his 30s. It's like 15. It's all Ruined bad. a great it's friendship for me back then. It's all bad. You were in your 30s. This is, you didn't have Instagram when you were in your 30s. Settle down. <laughs> Don't even try to make that joke because you're uncomfortable with what's going on with Instagram. You don't even think about that. The girls that don't get the uh, attention from the, you know, they get that weird of their targets. I hate that social media so much. I don't know how you. It's awful. Nothing good about it. Uh, it's time now for Brady to solve all the world's problems while he's solving his own with my help and my fear-based help, Brady. I'm trying to scare you into doing the right thing. <laughs> You're doing a good job, I Father. Know. Am I doing all right? Are you thinking about it? Is it something that's in your head now? Reverend Holmberg, where that's do I donate? exactly right. Don't give. Don't give to me. I'm not, one oh, of, I'm not a typical... That's good. That's when I know yeah, it's good advice. I'm not a typical crappy religion. I don't want your money. I just want you to, to recognize your daughter's about to get kidnapped. I don't know how you don't see it. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, it's time for the uh, What Would Brady It's brought to you by M&P Guns, our friends over there at 12th Street. And Indian School uh, got the brand new facility. You need to go check that thing out. And everything that lives inside of it. Uh, great stuff uh, for Valentine's Day, M&P Guns has. Just say it. What is that heart-shaped? Pink Glock. Heart-shaped bouquet of bullets. And you can get those. You can get no, it. The yeah. Pin, yeah. You can get a pink Glock. You can get all sorts of stuff. What says love more than I want you to live forever and protect yourself from uh, weirdos than, uh, you know... A hand cannon, I think. I think it's a great idea. So uh, get yourself all set up with them. They've got everything you've ever wanted, needed, or desired. And uh, World of Firearms, and if they don't have it, they can get it for you. And a lickety split as well. Not only do they have that, but they got the best prices on ammo in town, that's for sure. Head over there, 12th Street and Indian School. Mow, 
Money Pawn is MMP Guns. Ready? Ready. These are tough today. These are like none of these are fun. They all want Instagram accounts. Yeah, Brady, I just met this girl on Instagram. She's 13. Calls herself Burby. Uh, dear Brady, my mother just tried cocaine for the first time. She's 59 years old and she loved it. She's been asking my brother, who might know a guy, to go get her more. Here's the thing, though. She's been recently diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome. Guillain-Barre? Huh. Uh... Is that a death sentence? I think that's the one where you just, it's kind of like ALS. It just kind of, I think it just debilitates your ability to get around. Most most like those the wicked full body arthritis that cripples people. I think yeah. that's Guillaume Barr. Anyway, he says it's an evil thing. The treatments are garbage and she's rebelling to life and the hand she's been dealt. I sort of ex- uh, expected her to experiment with things she's never done because why? She's treated herself uh, to nothing her entire life trying to do the right things and then this hits her do we support the experimenting time or not I feel just awful for what she's going to go through and while she still has her facilities maybe just a little fun what would you do Kyle um, I'm not supporting that particular part of uh, experiencing life I mean she did it once um, but then you're getting into the one it, the illegal side of things that's the bad part yeah so that's why it's pretty easy for me to say no. Then the second, if it comes down to it, I mean, there's other ways that you can experience life that uh, that you feel like you're missing out on. But if she's rebelling, it, it sounds like, I mean, there's a part of it that if she can't get it, then who's going to get it for her? And, uh, and how resourceful can she so be? You just tell her, you've had your fun with cocaine. We're not helping you out. Uh, it's... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Gillian Barre syndrome. And it's where your uh, immune system attacks your nerves. And the symptoms start as weakness and tingling and then lead to full paralysis. Screw that. Uh, It's a weakness in your muscles, abnormality in walking, problems with coordination, fatigue, high blood pressure, your heart stops working, you can't breathe, swallow, facial muscle weakness, shortness of breath, yeah, your reflexes slow, do, uncomfortable, between the two, urinary retention, You can't, and after a while, it's just your body's, you just shut down. I'd turn her on to um, weed. I'm sure she's probably already got One of the, you know, if there's, um, but, if but, you, but if, you can get different, I mean, obviously different levels of the THC. Wow. Is it the pain that's... Yeah, what is it that... Uh, it's what's, it's well, what's when ailing her. When your nerves are attacked, it just it basically feels like you're constantly being kind of stabbed lightly all over your body. And then you can't... Evidently, you can't have... you can't like you st- It's like ALS where you stop breathing. You have to have help doing that. You can't move real good. It's crippling. It's basically, it's just crippling. Most people... Uh, it does say that this is a, there's no known cure for this syndrome, but treatments can ease symptoms and reduce the duration of illness. Some people recover from uh, bar. The mortality rate's only 4 to 7%. 60 very to, low. 60 to 80% uh, percent of people are able to walk at six months. Uh, patients do suffer lingering effects most of their lives. Weakness, numbness, and fatigue is uh, a lifelong condition. Well, that stinks. Yeah, I'm not providing her the powder. Uh, I'm going to give her cocaine for this one. Yeah. What would you give your mom cocaine once you got it? That ALS thing, I'd load you up.
you get ALS and we're still having fun. I'm like, you're doing anything you want. It's kind of like when a dog gets diagnosed with cancer and you're like, you're getting table scraps. Yeah, if they're stage four or something, like pancreatic, like Swayze, here's heroin, here's Coke, whatever you want. What do you want? I'm just not, I mean, I still have a hard time if it's, you know, the illegal side of it. Like if I could get in trouble for that, I'm not going to do it. Then you don't do it. Just give her the number. You don't want to go to jail, but uh, I can get you some heroin. We got a guy. Get over to your mom. Drop off some H. Let her chase the dragon a little bit right before she checks out. <laughs> I don't think. I, yeah, if somebody gave me a ALS as the diagnosis, I'd go until it started to kind of like you know you start seeing yeah, those videos of poor people that just don't deserve to be imprisoned by their own body. Yeah. And then they're in that you know staring at a screen trying to talk to you. And it's like this isn't anything I ever want. So the last few days of feeling all right, let's find out what these streetwalkers are so excited about because. Evidently, it must feel fantastic for everybody to throw their lives away like they are. And then if I'm lucky, I'll get that hot dose and be out. I don't want ALS. I'd rather die of a drug overdose. Yeesh. So you wouldn't give your mom any Coke or heroin? Not in this particular case. Yeah, this one sounds like you can get through it, even though it does sound like it sucks. But I will evaluate the other situations if my mom had something else. Like, if she came to you and said, I got pancreatic cancer, I've never tried heroin, you help me out? I might. Do you know a guy? I don't. But what, like, you could talk, you could ask around. You work here. You could probably, yeah. You know a guy. on the promotions. Uh, One of them's kids got something. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, heroin's an epidemic. (laughs) We could find heroin accidentally. Someone knows somebody. Yeah, the promo kids got you covered. Somebody here in this building is doing heroin. The numbers can't lie. Right? One of them promo kids oh, is caked 100%. out of their brain, oh, and yeah. if not caked, knows a guy who can be. Yep. We'll get your mom or heroin, Brady. Don't you worry. Uh, this one says, how much money owed is an amount you would abandon a friendship over? I loaned a good friend two grand eight months ago, saved his house and car because COVID destroyed him and his wife. Did what I could to help as a good friend should. Uh, Saturday, we we're talking, and he said, guess what, dude? My girl and I need to take a break, and we booked a trip to Australia this August. If uh, COVID's not around, we're going. And I said, you owe me $2,000, man. Maybe you should give me that back before you head uh, to Australia. And he said, man, I know you did that. It's great, but I'm still emotionally a mess. You got to give me some time. What would Brady do, Ivan? That's Ooh. that's basically, you know, I try to look at it this way. It's like if he was a friend, yeah. he would be paying you back first. Right. Um. Unless he communicated enough that after this trip, I will pay something. I will pay you back, but that's not happening. He no. he's no. That's not that's not a friend. No overseas trips while you still got outgoing debt with your pal who cash loaned. Yeah. Like if Brett borrowed two grand from me, and then was like, "Oh, but I bought an RV." Like, hold on a tick. Are you living in that? Oh no, it's just for vacations and fun. I'm putting a. I got a toy hauler. I got my stuff in it. Okay. You know what's going to be really hard to pay for all that since you're fired? <laughs> yeah, that's a friend death right there. But the loan thing is, um, you know, most of the people, if you've loaned money out before or borrowed, it, it, it first of all, if you're giving someone that money, you're loaning, that means you're, you got to give that under the pretense that it might not ever come back. You're never getting it back. Be surprised when your loan is yeah. repaid. It's like a, a Bronx Tale, Chaz Palminteri. For $20, yeah. you're yeah. never going to have to see this guy. Exactly. Ever, he's out of your life for $20. This one cost you two grand, yeah. and you found out your friend's a louse. Yeah. That's garbage, though. A trip to Australia, maybe pacing. 
You're allowed to take a weekend and flag or Sedona and just say, dude, I, I, I got to decompress. And even then, I'm like, eh. No, be real, six and yeah, no yeah. real getaways for you to decompress while I'm still sitting here going, but you owe me money. Not because I need the money. I just want to know my friends aren't dicks. And I want you to redeem yourself a little. Now, now I'm like, wow, I, this is no good. I can't count on you the way you counted on me. Yeah. You borrow the money. You have a great reason why you can't do it, or you stay constantly in need of money. And I helped you through a rough patch, and you never got back on your feet. That's one thing. That's kind of what I expect with most loans you give to friends. Like, this dude needed it, and it got him to the next moment. Not to treat himself, not to put him over the top, but just to get him from A to B so he could struggle along without falling. You know? I have a, That's a, one, though. You're not getting a bunch of those. One of my friends has, has loaned money to friends, but he does it with a... The, it, it's a guarantee. Collateral. There's a collateral. There's yeah. there's basically an agreement. He goes, I have no problem loaning you this money, but I want you to be... Because if you would stiff me, right? Um, what's the difference from me going after you for the money? Right. right. I'm the dick all of a sudden? I'll still be friends with you. Right. I'm, I won't. But, but I know that money's still going to be out there. Like, I don't believe that, it, you know, if that money goes south right. and you stiff me, you're... You're still going to go out. You're going to still do your vacations and stuff like yeah. that when that should be coming back to me. 100%. So you got to pay. So what you're saying is you got to go to this guy and go, okay, you can enjoy your Australian vacation, but I'm going to take a, the equivalent of about $2,500 out of your house. And uh, like like the end of the Wheel of Fortune used to be, you used to go through the showroom and yeah. pick out all your prizes. Going through your house and I'm pulling out $2,500 worth of stuff because you're going to be in Australia and you owe me money and you've got $2,500 worth of things in here. That you've decided to spend on a getaway on, uh, you know, Bondi Beach. Enjoy yeah. yourself. That's, yeah. And then you're not friends with that guy anymore. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. But just make sure, you know, um, you clarify the, the, the barring because, and was that under that pretense back then? Because what was the, why did he loan him the two grand? Because the COVID beat him up and he had to save his house and his car. Okay. He had a house payment probably. That's rough. The guy, yeah. the guy got you to where you could still be in your house. Yeah. And now you got, he's back up you get and back he, in your he's feet going on vacation. going to head over to Brisbane. That's that's a tough one to. <laughs> I can swallow that. Yeah, like you're not going to Australia. I'm going to Australia. Give me those tickets. Because there's plenty that say, "Well, it was two grand. It wasn't a huge amount. It was big for me at the time." But the guy that my buddy that lent it to me, he's got more See, money than God. Two grand, two dollars. It's doesn't it's, matter. It's exactly. Boom. It's principle. Yeah, because yeah. people do that to people. There's always that one friend who has more than the other friend, and. The worst friend in that bunch is the one that goes, you loaned it to me because you can afford to. Like, they take advantage of your success and say, well, you could, it doesn't hurt you to lose it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, hopefully it doesn't hurt you to yeah. lose me as a friend because that's the last thing I ever did for you because it's garbage. There's circumstances where you're like, I'm helping you, and I don't expect this back. You are in trouble, and don't. I've done that. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, where our friendship's bigger than this money. And I made that clear right away. There's also times where I'm like, I need you to pay me back. And I've got two friends that I'm just kind of like, meh. 
casual acquaintances with now because it's like, eh, I've seen your colors. Yeah. Like, you decided to use me because you see, ah, oh, this guy's got cash. I can ask him for money, and he doesn't need it. But you're right. $2, $2 million. Yeah. It's about, hey, you Oski. Yeah, it's principle. And if, if I loaned you two bucks because you needed two bucks, I wouldn't expect it back. But what I would expect is the next time you have two bucks and I don't, yeah. you're going to get me a Coke and an M&M. Exactly. Yeah. You'll cover me. We, we've been good about that. Right. Uh, this whole room's always been good. Like, I got you. I got you. We, in fact, I think it's my turn to pay for all the stuff for Costco. So I'll slide money somebody, somebody, because I can't get into a Costco. I'm banned. Uh, but yeah, money loaning is bad. So you're right. Get some papers drawn up and say, I'm not going to loan you this. But then you then you are kind of a dick when you do it before, because then it's like, I don't trust you. Like, you hope that, like, I would loan you money, knowing you for as long as I did, without papers. Right. You know, there just because I'm but like. But there always will be a certain amount of people. And, and, and then you'll have, the a, you'll have a friend, exactly, yeah. that'll tell you, I don't care how good the friend is. I don't care if it's my mom or dad. Yeah. I'm getting papers on it. That's true. I mean, there's, and I'm not like that. Yeah. But. We're at a level, though, if you're like, I'm in trouble. You're like, I got you. Yeah. That's a different friendship. But if you're just pals who are like, hey, I'll loan it to you, give it back. And he goes to Australia. Whew. Go to the Chaz Palmentary. Cost you two, two grand yep. to be done with this person forever. That's tough. Uh, finally, dear Brady, my car is an absolute disaster. 97 Ford Taurus. Uh, my grandpa gave it to me. I keep fixing it because I don't have the heart to sell it or scrap it. It is now costing me more than it's giving. Still runs good. Just I know it's going to be more money down the drain soon. I don't know if you're a sentimental guy, especially about things like this, but it's like throwing my grandpa in the dump. It's all I have left of him, and he actually raised me by himself. He's been gone for a while now, and I can't let go of this car. How do I keep it without keeping it? I'm crying while I write this. Laura. Sissy. And that's her main... <laughs> is that her main... Uh, the car she won't get use of of Sounds like Getting it. around? It sounds like it. Then I, I mean, you know, you keep it running. I'm, she's not over it yet. She's not over uh, letting go of that certain item that reminds her of her gramps. So you got to. What do you do? Well, I'm saying then you'd continue to fix it, keep it you going, just keep fixing it. But I don't understand where the problem is because she says it runs good. Yeah, but she knows that in a couple months it's going to need another thing and transmission. Another, it's a two grand in a car that's worth a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, either are going to. I mean, there's two options until you yourself can say, you know what, I can let this go. Your gra- how about answering it this way? What would your grandfather tell you to do? Save that car. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Save it, dude. Let it drain Get you. Get rid of it. Yeah, he'd be happier you were driving something <laughs> yeah, dependable and that not you would, costing yeah, you an arm and a leg. Exactly. He's happy that it got you where you are now. He gave it to you so you could advance in life. Yeah. Right? It's an A to B. Look at the car as a mode of transportation, not only physically but mentally. It got you from where you were when he gave it to you to where you are now. And that is his job. So the next car you Unless get, he was absolutely cruel and said, I'm giving this to you. Yeah. And it on the condition my heart. that you will never <laughs> get rid of this. If you ever sell it, you'll hear my dying heartbeat in your floor. Like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Now, if that was said, maybe a never little bit tougher let go. If he, said, was a dick. if he yeah. said that about a 97 Taurus, he had dementia right. at the yeah. end. Right. So it's not even, unless it was that with GLO thing that had the big engine. Oh, the SHO. The SHO. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Things could move. <laughs> Bread and butter on the outside. Yeah, man, oh man, that thing was moving. You one thing, never sell the Taurus, said no one ever. <laughs> it's never been anybody's deathbed request you hung on to a Ford Taurus forever, a Clinton-era version. <laughs> spin it. Yeah, spin it like he's going to spin in his grave when you get rid of it for 800 bucks. Grandpa's been gone for a while. Uh, the car probably doesn't even smell like farts and cigarettes anymore. It's, forget it. Yeah. But before you spin it, though, take a look at it. Because right now, I know on the used side of it, well, it could probably it's be worth a, you more. can get some good money for used cars. It's like buying a house. Right. Um, would it be cheaper for you to repair it in the long run? Or are you going to take, do you want to have a, you know, because she doesn't have a car payment. And let's be honest, if Grandpa gave you just the Ford Taurus, not like a ring or a t-shirt or a hat or something, he didn't have much to begin with. No. This is not a guy you need to idolize anymore. <laughs> it's time to move on. Your Grandpa's a lovely man. He gave you a car. He's not in it. Thank you? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. a Taurus? I think when somebody gave me a Taurus, I'd be like, thanks? You didn't it's have to It's one of those things this. where it, di- it doesn't it matter. It was just given to you from your Grandpa. It's the heart. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I'll tell you my story about my Grandpa who passed away. In 2005, and gave me uh, his White Sox hat. A White Sox fan from the year of the uh, Black Sox to 2005, never saw a championship. Was born in December after they uh, they screwed up that Black Sox series. Died in June, the year they went back and won it in 2005. That full gap, oh, never saw a White and that's all he lived for. He loved the Sox. Gave me his White Sox hat and the only bullet he fired in World War II. The, just the shell? Just the shell. The day I got that home, my Australian Shepherd puppy ate the hat, and I don't know where the bullet is. <laughs> it was like less than 24 hours. He'd been saving that since he was in, uh, he shot it in uh, New Guinea. He shot that bullet. And he's got the shell, and he goes, someday I'll give this to my grandson, and he'll cherish it for the rest of his existence. And it was, uh, I still, that day it disappeared, I don't know where it is. I feel terrible well, about it. if he'd have given you 97 Taurus, you know. <laughs> I, I got kinda, something dog car related too. from my gramps, uh, Papal Chick. Yeah. Um, he sold Oldsmobiles for years nice. early on. And so he had a ring. It looks like a Super Bowl ring from Oldsmobile gave him for every year that you uh, were with Oldsmobile. Right. And then there's a center diamond there. Ooh. It's it's not like it's a... I mean, it's a similar to the championship ring. It's <laughs> ugly. Of Oldsmobile. But it means right. something. And my grandmother gave it to me after the... He said, your grandfather wanted you to have this. I can't really wear the ring. Yeah. Yeah, you Other can. than it's my grandfather's ring, pinky I guess you should. I want to see it tomorrow. I want to see it tomorrow, too. <laughs> On the pinky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what phrase sounds just worthless to me? The championship of Oldsmobile. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing I don't want to be a champion of. I'm the leader of Old. I'm the champion of it's Oldsmobile. It's a blinged out class ring. Oh, okay, yeah. Jostens. Yep. Get a diamond for every year you work there yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's lovely. You feed it to my dog Sheila. She'd have taken care of that in a heartbeat. But then eliminated I, all the know, emotion. I guess you, you pass that down. Yeah, I guess. This is your grandpa's like old- salesman of the year award. <laughs> Kirby D, here you go. <laughs> what is this ugly hunk of crap? This is your great grandpappy's Oldsmobile salesman of the year. Hey daddy, what the f is an Oldsmobile? <laughs> Oh, it was an old car went out of business. They weren't very good. <laughs> Regency Brohams. Oh, the old 98 Regency Broham. Thanks, no, Daddy. The old Hearst Cutlass. Give a little Slapstick bite. Slapstick 350 rocket. Yeah. 
the 442 attempt at sports cars. Yeah. Garbage. Anyway. Tornado with a spinning you just, pedometer. Oh, yeah. You just have to remember your grandpa would want you to have something better. I know it's sentiment. You're being sentimental. And I get sentimental about cars and stuff. I don't want to get rid of my white Jeep because I put so much into it. You know, I love it. A lot of ass in that. A lot of ass in that. (laughs) Stuffed a lot of ass in that car. (laughs) Mainly my own. I've tugged it in every street in this city. I'm like a Google Maps truck. It left DNA all over. No, it's just, it's weird because I look at it. I'm like, I I really don't use it anymore like I used to. But I don't want to get rid of it. Marcus is pulling in in his 1988 blazer. Like he's got a sentimental. He's got like three hundred thousand yeah. miles on Goldie. Yeah. yeah, some people have sentimental ties to cars, but your grandpa's dead, so it's time to forget him. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it, get yourself one of them sweet new rides. I highly recommend you go on out to Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Surprise off the I ten, ten minutes north on the three hundred three. Start something new event is going on right now, and you're going to make a great deal. They want your used cars. I'll, I'll turn it into a commercial. I'm easy like that. Uh, and there's no more Oldsmobiles, Brady. That's enough. Uh, we're all done. There you go. That is the what would Brady do. You did nice, Brady. Now go cancel your daughter's Instagram page immediately. It's 98KUPD. That was what Brady did. Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.